Welcome to the JVB Health and Wellness Podcast. That is my brother, wailing on the guitar. He's a musician, writes music for TV shows and films, plays every instrument, writes it in his head, records it, and uh, gets on tons of TV shows and movies. Love it. This week, we haven't done a podcast in a while, and this week, uh, we got back at it. And uh, we have uh, a number of people on. Uh, We have Bob on, who lost 35 pounds in three months. So we talk about how he did that. Uh, and we have some uh, discussions with others about health and wellness in general. And we also talk about an 11-year-old with elevated triglycerides and what to do. Enjoy. Hey, Bill. How you doing? Well, and yourself. Good, thanks. Who else just joined? Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good, good. Great not to hear lot. your voice. You're doing well. Yeah, I've not held this call for a while. I think, uh, and we talk about that. One of the reasons I haven't held the call for a while is I've found that people have gotten back to their busy lives and it was the summer. And as we all know, kind of July and August are tough. You're doing different things with your families. And so, you know, I kind of was checking in with people and, you know, I started to get a lot of pings over the last month. Hey, when are you going to start it again? Blah, blah, blah. So uh, we started it today again. Great. Well, I'm running right now, and I'm not going on mute. That's complicated to do. So if I'm being loud or breathing heavy, let me know, and I'll go on mute. I'll figure it out. I will. I will. Um, You know, what I've seen, it's fascinating, right? We We started the pandemic in March of 2020, changed our lives. I think it's here to stay for the rest of our lives uh probably become endemic right we just have to figure out how to live with it and still figuring all that out and uh you know i it's interesting to see the behaviors of people and the one thing that has come through to me more than anything else by far and you you guys heard me talk about this a lot is routine routine and consistency it's all about routine it's all about consistency hey bob Jim. How are you? So I was just saying, uh, you know, we've lived now through the pandemic for a while. And, you know, one of the things, and I haven't had this call for a while because frankly, it's hard in the summer and people are busy and people have gotten back to their lives. You look great, by the way, Bob. I want to hear the story. Um, But, but, um, you know, one thing that to me has come through couple things right but the number one observation and you've all heard me say this a lot is it's all about getting a getting a consistent routine in place whatever that consistent routine is uh in order to figure out how to prioritize health high enough on our list it's all about a consistent routine uh and when we prioritize our health high high enough on our list we can figure out how to get some element of health and wellness into our lives and you know what's been made very apparent to me um particularly over the last six months, but since the pandemic started really, is that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there are some people that are doing it and there are some people that are not doing it. And we only have ourselves really to hold accountable ultimately as to whether or not we want to make changes. I'm a big fantasy sports player. And I used to listen, I used to do a lot of fantasy baseball. I've been doing fantasy sports since the nineties. And there are some experts out there that will say, if you, um, they say, if you have like, uh, demonstrated that you can do things, then that player has demonstrated that maybe they're worthy of you drafting them. In other words, like they might perform those stats consistently. And it's not about a week or a month. It's about a consistent amount of performance as a baseball player, whether it's a hitter or a pitcher or whatever it is. And I think the same is true of um, us as individuals, as it relates to health and wellness. So uh, I know that um, some people have been really good during the pandemic and have really focused on getting that routine in. The biggest place I see it is in uh, people that uh, have commuted for long periods of time. Bob, I know you're a four-hour commuter a day, so I want to hear I want to hear your story. Um, but um, 
you know, the, the people that have been commuting, I have seen a lot of them say, I'm never going back to that, or I can't go back to that, whether it's, I need to go back part, you know, I'm not going to go into the office five days a week. So that affords me the ability to not commute as much. I can take that time that I was commuting and actually use it towards my health. Um, but it really is about that routine. Hey, Dwayne. What's going on? So, Bob, you've you've really been extremely active in you know your health and wellness. It looks like you've lost some weight too. Let's let's hear the story. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I uh, that's right. It's basically since this summer, I would say. So you know, I had some fits and starts in the early pandemic uh, with the with the three hours a day that I you know got back, um, but then had sort of slid back to inactivity. Um, but this summer I actually took two weeks off and it, and that's really when it started. My wife and I were just two weeks off from work, active. two Sorry, weeks you, off from work, right? Yeah. Two weeks off from work. My daughter was at sleepaway, uh, at her, you know, ballet summer intensive. And, uh, and so that was the beginning of the, working out consistently. I, you know, I signed up for a, you know, for an F45, you know, the local F45. And it was, it was the same theory that, you know, or the same point that you and I have been talking about for so long, which is it doesn't have to be a long workout, just do something. Right. And so it's 45 minutes and fairly bite-sized. Uh, and then, you know, good begets good. That led to the, you know, me, recommitting to not eating processed foods as much and uh, and it just sort of steamrolled and and it's been so I'm not going back into the office yet that doesn't start for another month for me um, but I'm I'm at a place where I've been pretty consistently working out you know four or five times a week and the you know been pretty consistently eating uh, in a you know in a very sort of focused way as well so uh, you know, it's still, it's still fragile, <laughs> but I, you know, I feel like I've been able to at least string together a few months at this point. So a few questions, how much weight did you gain? Would you say during the pandemic at your worst point or did you lose or did you maintain? I, I maintained, I may have, you know, I may have gained five pounds or so. It wasn't a huge number. I had, I had gained all my weight before the pandemic. <laughs> right. Interesting. Um, how much was but, that? Like uh, 20 or 25, I'm, I'm assuming? That I've lost? Or... No, how much did you gain before the pandemic? And then where are you today? Yeah, so I'm at 220. Uh, great. And, and it's a great number for, great. Uh, for me. And I had been, you know, I had sort of been at around 255 uh, pre-pandemic and, you know, an early pandemic. So, you know, it was a good 30 pounds, depending on the day you know, somewhere between 30 and 35 pounds down. So. I'm so happy for you and so proud to hear that. Now, you and I, you and I have worked together in the past. We've talked about the pillars. You know, one thing I think is really important for everybody is you, you take away from me what you agree with or what you can do or what you can sustain and you ignore me and the other stuff. I mean, you know, and it should be true of anybody you listen to. If we go read an article about something, you're going to say, yeah, I could do that. Uh, and uh, Jim says, this, that's really hard for me. I don't want to do that. Right. So what, what have you done? Cause I know if you've been doing the F45, you've been doing some running, you've been doing all kinds of stuff. A lot of it's been higher intensity. Like when we went through what we did, you were doing longer duration and you were doing lower intensity, right? Without a lot of right. intensity. So talk to me about the, some of the things that you've been doing that have been working for you and what you kind of have said, you know what, I'm not doing that. I'm doing something else. Yeah, it was, uh, that's, you're dead on. Um, it was not an intentional, like, hey, I want to go do this instead of the lower intensity. I, I, I have the elliptical. I love it. I think it's a great, uh, it's great. And I, I often will sneak it in on, if I'm on a call, that's not a video call, although there are fewer of those these days, it seems. Um, but, uh, so I still love that. But the, the higher intensity is, it's more fun. And it's, uh, and the F45 was really just a, I wanted to give it a shot. Hadn't really done that. Uh, it's a bunch of neat, you know, the, the workout sort of reminds me of, of being back on, you know, whether it's football or rugby, but that sort of team uh, environment. And so it was, it was a fun way to do it. It was quick, you're sort of in and out before you even know it. Uh, and so I've been, 
Uh, I've done that a fair bit, and then I've done some running, but it has been, as you've noted, you know, it's more of the shorter and higher intensity rather than the longer and lower intensity. How many days a week would you say you're exercising these days? Four or five. Four or five. And and wh- how long did it take you to go from your peak, you know, pre-pandemic? Did you get back to 255? Um, uh, yeah, I was at 255 in uh, in July, June, July when I started. Of this year? Of this year. Amazing. So you've lost 35 pounds in three months. That's right. And and you've been following, uh, what percent of your food would you say, you know, are you doing unprocessed a day? What? Yeah, it's, it's pro- more than, it's around 80% or so. Uh, and, you know, when I have, uh, so I'm not doing a vegan or veganish, uh, but, you know, I'm being very focused on when we have the beef to make sure it's grass fed. And, no, no uh, pesticides, you know, no antibiotics. Exactly. When we do the seafood, it's wild caught. Um, so it's been, you know, I've really tried to have it be unprocessed. Lots of, uh, lots of nuts. I guess cheese has been fairly processed, um, but lots of fruit, lots of vegetables. I mean, just I always think back to, you know, your question of how many plants did you eat today? Right. How many different plants? And so that's that's just a general uh, general approach. How many plants would you say you're, you know, plant varieties? So if you have a salad and it has six different types of greens in there, like I get a power greens from Trader Joe's, got six greens. I take a couple handfuls, different lunch day, a couple handfuls, put on my whatever. And um, that's like six plants right there. How many plants would you say you're getting a week? Diversity, I call it food diversity. How's your food diversity? Yeah, no, it's, it's I'd say around 20, you know, high teens to, to low 20s. I mean, it's a it's a focus. It's definitely a focus. Yeah. And, and I, and I really came across that as I read article after article that said, if we get 30 different plants into our body a week, that we have healthier gut bacteria, that we get sick less and we get depressed less. Right. So I'm constantly thinking about fiber and like, you know, how do I get those into my body? I think it's great that you found what is working for you. I think it's crazy for anybody to say one should be a vegan, a vegetarian, a paleo, a keto. I don't believe in labels. You have to find what works. And to me, the label that works the best is what percent of your food is unprocessed? Because if you're getting a lot of unprocessed things into your body, your body does, it it just thrives. And it sounds like your body is thriving from that, right? It, you know, obviously like if we're doing a piece of red meat, you know, a lot of people think we should minimize the red meat, but you know, you're doing a handful of a meat product with a lot of fruits and vegetables, nuts and seeds surrounded by it. Right. Right. Now, how are you doing? We've done, we've done the, you know, smaller plates and, you know, the whole thing is, is plants with the, you know, with the, if there's a, a meat product, you know, it's a much smaller piece. So it's, those, those things have also, uh, have also helped and just ancillary benefits that weren't even part of the plan. My whole, uh, my whole GI system is, you know, much better than it was six months ago. Notice. Yeah. Yeah. When we, you know, I, I have Crohn's disease and I've been in the hospital 15 times for it, as I think many of you know, and I went 10 years worst 10 years in terms of hospitalizations, everything where I had very little roughage because there was debate between GI doctors. Well, is roughage going to flare you more and it's going to make you bleed and it's going to make you have, you know, loose stool and it's going to put you in the hospital or not. So I, I, I abided by that. And it wasn't until I actually went to the exact other extreme where I started to get a lot more fiber into my body, gave my colon a workout that, you know, I haven't been in the knock on wood. I haven't been in the hospital. I've had very, very, very severe flare ups. And I think that fiber is key. How about movement? How are you doing with movement? I know that, do you still use my app and are you still looking at your number of red hours a day in terms of how many steps, how many hours a day you don't have 300 steps? I, I do. I haven't been quite as religious about it uh, the past couple of weeks, but it's, I still have my hourly alarms. They go off on the, you know, the O ones for me. Um, And I still have them, you know, every day, all day. And it's, you know, I think it's, it's a focus. It's real. Getting up and moving, I do find that sometimes the alarms save me because otherwise I would just be sitting right here, you know, for 12, 15 hours a day. 
totally. And you probably know which hour of the day is your worst hour. Mine is the 8 p.m. hour. Uh, I'm just horrible at that hour if I go look at my stats. And so I sometimes will just set an alarm for that 8 p.m. hour just to get up. Now, me, when I sit down for a couple hours straight, I feel like I'm 100 years old. So I just feel so much better when I get up and move. Uh, but what would you say then? What's your MCS score, your moving consistency score? That's the number of hours a day you're red. Yeah. So my, like I said, the past maybe two weeks, I haven't been as focused on it, but prior to that, when I was checking it throughout the day, I was always targeting, you know, three, four or less. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was really, it was, it was always streakish. Like it was a couple of back-to-back red hours uh, is what would usually hit me where it's just, uh, you know, four zooms in a row and you can't get up. But, uh, but in general, I was, you know, it was, under six, almost every day. Great. I think six is a good goal. I think of I think of some of this like blackjack. I'm sitting at a blackjack table and I'm way up. You're way up right now. You know, you're a 220. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you and happy for you that you've gotten there and you're finding what works. Now, the next thing that I would say is sustain it. And you're going to go get a lot of stuff in your way now as we get back to normal life and you're going to have to commute. Now, you and I both know that you know how to make it happen. You've done it before when you've commuted, when you've been in the office, what you need to do, you know, throughout the day. How are you thinking about that? And and like, what are you thinking in your head? I assume you want to keep it going and you feel a billion times better at 220 versus 255. Absolutely. So I think that starting in November, I'll probably be going in two days a week. And so I'll be able to work around that where I'm going to try and do it Tuesday, Thursday. There's some, there's quite a bit of flexibility, which is good. So I'll probably, uh, at least for the balance of 21, we'll plan to do it Tuesday and Thursday so I can get into the gym, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, whether it's the gym or not. So I can, you know, do a proper workout at home and use that three hours for myself uh, on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the weekend. And then Tuesday and Thursday will just be, I'll be playing defense. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. It's interesting because you've been able to achieve these things with only four or five days of exercise too, which, you know, on my app, four days a week of exercise is actually an A. You know what I mean? Like in three days is a B. So I think if you're doing that and you're following the other pillars, you're having success. Are you doing the oatmeal plus five plus four anymore or are you not doing that so much? Uh, Not not as regularly as I, I mean, there was a stretch where I was every single day. Um, I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, but we, I still do it uh, in all sorts of different ways. Sometimes we do it as overnight oats. Sometimes, you know, I'll do it with the, you know, steel cut. I do try and try and work that in because it is a very satisfying, very filling, you know, and it's a great sort of way to start the day. But I'm not at the point where I'm doing it. I mean, there was a stretch where it was every single day. And I'm not when you were losing a lot of weight. Yeah. It's funny when we went back and we looked at your stats a few years ago. And we went through, okay, what are you doing? Okay, you're sleeping well, you're doing the same type of exercise, same stress level, same movement. And remember how we identified for you just that one change when you had dropped oatmeal plus five plus four is when you started to see some weight come back. And it's probably because bad gets bad, begets bad also. And so, uh, but I'm really glad that you don't find yourself having to do it every day and you're still having the results because it's going to make it a lot more sustainable if if you can introduce other foods into your program and to other things that help you, right? What challenges and pitfalls have you been running against over the last three months as you've lost all this weight? What are the hardest things that get in your way that, that are the hardest things for you to achieve? It's still the, it's still the eating is, you know, is the focus. Uh, I think that the working out continues to be fun. And so that's easier to, to do. Um, I think that the pitfalls are around, uh, around food decisions. So I've just been, hyper-focused on trying to keep, keep bad things out of the house, you know, to the extent possible. Cause when they're here, I'll eat them. So that's um, key, keeping them out of the house. And then if you fall down you have a couple bad meals, it's not letting yourself fall down for a week, a month or whatever. Right. Have you, right. have you changed your mindset around that or how, how are you doing with that? No, it's just, I mean, I've been weighing myself not every day, but a few times a week. Uh, and you know, it's always, there've been a couple of times where I'd have a slip up or I'd even string together a couple of days in a row that were not great. And it's always nice to, you know, to step on, I was talking to my wife, uh, yesterday or the day before that, you know, now my, my weight has been between 218 and 222 
for like for over you know probably five six weeks and, you own that now you know, now you have that plateau that's what i was talking about i don't know if you're on when i was exactly. talking about fantasy baseball but you've earned those stats now right so right. what's your goal do you want to take it to the next level i know you always wanted to get sub 200 what did you weigh in uh, high school remind me i was around 220 in high school ah. um and so i yeah my goal is still is sub 200 okay it's a marathon not a sprint you know what i mean and it, the hardest part will be when things get in your way to figure out not to let them get in your way too long and get through it. Right. Any other advice for people of things that you've done? Because the hardest part for people, and this is what I'm seeing, is to actually get that routine and consistency going. You know what I mean? Once you get into it, you start feeling better. It's, either to, it's easier to maintain, but it's really hard for so many people to get going. What made you say, I got to get going? <sighs> Just, you know, just a lifetime of frustration with, you know, with fitness. Um, I think that it was the, so there had been many starts, many false starts. So it wasn't, for me, it wasn't, the hard part was not getting going. It was the keeping it going. Um, I think that the working out in a group environment just happened to hit me in a very positive way. Uh, and During COVID, you know, having, during COVID, no yeah. masks, I take it at F45. There have been some stretches, you know, where the town, as the town mandates, you know, come in, it'll go back to mad. But it's a very different, uh, you know, you don't move around the room like I think is the traditional F45. You get your spot and right. your equipment and nobody else touches it. Um, but having that sort of group, almost team type environment where, you know, people are going to notice if you don't show up. It's it's a lot harder to to get comfortable with letting other people down <laughs> than it is with saying, Oh, I'm not going to work out today. It's a great um, accountability tool. Do you guys email on the side or are there some teachers in that class that email you on the side? Or is it like you all just say, Hey, we're going to come here tomorrow. Or how do you guys do that? There's been, there's some texting with, uh, with a couple of the teachers. So that helps. Um, it's, but it, it's mostly just the latter. It's mostly just seeing the faces in the same class uh, and having that, you know, that accountability, it's soft accountability, but it's something. Yeah. Have you had any blood work since, uh, you've lost weight before or after? I did. I had a, uh, actually I did not have blood work. I had, um, I had a DEXA scan. I did one, you know, fairly early on. And then I did one, uh, a few weeks ago where I had already, you know, lost the bulk of the weight. Is a DEXA um, scan a body fat scan? Or it's what is that? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. It's, you know, it's 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 a little more uh yeah, it's it's basically a fancy body fat scan. Mm -hmm. And uh and also had they also did a separate like measurements, a scan where you get measurement. And so it was nice to see, you know, the numbers drop down pretty, you know, pretty materially. Um, so it's uh it's good. No, but I have to get I'm I usually go get have my physical done in the fall, so I'll be due for some blood work here pretty soon. Good. Well, let me know if you want any recommendations. You probably still have my recommendations. Is your wife doing this along with you? She is. She's, I mean, she started off in a much better spot. She's, you know, uh, very fit, very healthy, avid runner. Um, but yeah, she, she and my daughter, unbeknownst to her, uh, have all come along for the ride. <laughs> great. Great. Anything, any other advice you want to give to people listening? It feels great. I feel, you know, I feel like a million bucks some days. So it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Do you feel more mentally acute and just more energetic and, you know, you know, proud to look in the mirror? More physically tired from the working out, but more, you know, yeah, mentally charged up and ready to go. And uh, certainly all sorts of positivity and, you know, wearing clothes that, you know, I haven't been able to wear in years and, you know, all that silly stuff that is silly, but can have a bit of an impact. So. Yeah. And you just feel so much more spry. And when you get an extra belt loop on, you know, on your belt buckle, a belt, it's just, a, it's just an amazing, amazing exactly. feeling. Anybody have any questions for Bob? Yeah. Uh, great job, by the way. That's awesome. That, that's Thanks. really awesome. That's a real inspiration. I still ask this big question um, because maybe I'm, I'm trying to get a better answer <laughs> is, uh, you know, the split between workout and, and food, you know, it was a factor in your success. How much is the workout? How much is food? I think it's almost all the food. Um, <laughs> I think that for me, the working out uh, just puts me in a mental space that I'm going to make better food decisions. 
But, you know, I think the work, I mean, there's all sorts of benefits, obviously, about working out. Yeah. It feels good. And But, you know, for the weight loss, I think it's, I mean, Jim's the expert, but I think it's like 90% food, unfortunately. Every Everyone I ask, I get the same response. It's 80, 90, 100% food choices. Yeah. It's not, but, but that's for, you know, that's for, for me, to, I was just going to say just, that yeah. that's for weight. Right. Uh, but, you know, being healthy under the hood and getting the blood work and sleeping and moving and doing all yeah. the other things, all critical. But for weight loss, food, food. Yeah, uh, that, that, I'm just about weight loss, not all the other numbers. Right. I, I mean, I do think but they're they're very much linked, though, for me, because there have been times where I've tried to just focus on the food and not so much on the working out. And, you know, I've, I've been able to string together a few positive, you know, days, maybe even weeks. But it always it, it has always failed, at least for me, the, the working out, it's, it's, it's all the side stuff, right? When if I have a good workout in the morning, I'm just less likely to eat crap later that day. And so it's, it really has been that for me. Yeah. I remember on one of our calls, we said, Hey, how many people have a bad lunch? And then for dinner, they're like, you know what? I already had a bad lunch. I'm going to have a bad dinner. And I think you said guilty. Right. And it's and it's fighting. It's fighting that. Right. It, it, and it's tough. Now, how are you doing with your planning for food? Like, what is the key for you? Because food requires having the food around, not having the bad food is a key thing. And then, you know, time to prepare. Talk to talk to us about how you're doing with that. Have been have been doing uh, only a couple days at a time. I mean, it's you know, I have the benefit of being at home still. And so it's been easier to go to the supermarket much more frequently. Um, but we've been, you know, we don't have the crap at home. Um, and so I can't eat it even, you know, just because it's not here. And it's been, it's been planning just for sort of two days at a time. It's, it's not, um, it's, it's not, you know, I've gone through stretches, Jim, as you know, where I would really try and do the bulk of the, of the buying and the planning and the prepping on the weekend for the week. Uh, which sometimes worked out really well for me. And other times, you know, I would just, it, even if it's healthy food, right? If you eat five pounds of it, that's not ideal. So uh, just doing it a couple of days at a time has, has been, uh, has worked for me this time. Bill, what other questions do you have there? Any other questions? Would you recommend the, was it F45? It's, it's at 45. Yeah. It's a, it's a functional, you know, 45 minutes just went public actually a few weeks ago. Um, There's one uh, right across the street from my house and I'm looking out my window right now. Yeah. They're all over the place. They have, uh, they have different, you know, fun equipment. So kettlebells and sandbags and, you know, it's fun stuff. The workouts are short. The 45 minutes includes the warm up and the cool down. So the, you know, the hard part of the workout is, is not quite uh, that long. It's, you know, loud music, a lot of uh, no mirrors. They have TV screens in the front of the room that show the exercises. So, you know, I've found that the coaches end up being more like cheerleaders than coaches. They do provide a little bit of, uh, of technical assistance, but they're more there to kind of get you riled up and going. Uh, but it's a fun, it's a group environment. And I found for me that it's really worked. Uh, because it's, you know, it's an, and it's not just going to the gym and lifting weights by myself with my headphones in or jumping on, especially COVID, right. Where it's been, you know, we don't, haven't seen people for so long. Uh, I, I responded really positively to it. So I'd give it a shot. I think if you sign up, they give you the first week, you know, for, as the free pass for the week. And so it's worth trying. Yeah. And my, my comment to that bill would be, you have to find something that's going to make you consistent on a consistent routine, right? And whether it's F45, Peloton, you know, brisk walking outside, it's to me, it's much more about that. Okay. I have a very strict routine. You know, I get up, I'm still in California. I work, I'm on New York hours. If I'm not on camera, I'm usually walking around doing stuff. And I usually get my workouts in the middle of the day now because I can't get in, in, in any other time. So it's lunchtime in New York. So that's when I do my stuff. Right. And so and if I can't, I figure out how to do it later in the evening. Right. I have an elliptical machine in my house now, too. Uh, but I try and get out and just do something. And for me, the movement is non-negotiable. Don't talk about it. Don't tell anybody about it. I just do it. And the exercise is non-negotiable. I just have to do it. And it's all about consistency. What other questions, Bill, you have? For Bob, 
Anything else? No, just just your inspiration, Bob. That's awesome. Joe, Thank you have you. any comments or questions? You can come off mute. I'm I'm off mute. No, congratulations, Bob. That's great. Um, the biggest thing I kind of agree with, like losing weight is for food, but I need to be working out to be in the mindset. Just get everything cooking to be like, all right, I need to work out. I need to eat better. And when I stop running, I stop eating good. Very much correlated. So even though the food's important, I feel like running it, it's all about doing everything to get kind of the motivation to keep doing everything that you need to be doing. Totally, totally. And it's different for every single person, you know. Um, but it's, Joe, it's great to hear. I know you're out for a run now. Are you in Central Park? No, I'm running home from work from Wall Street. So I'm running up the West Side Highway. Ah, you run there also? To and from? Um, not to work. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to run from, from work to go home or city biking to go home. How far That's is that? In this, in this new pattern. If I run it, I can do like seven miles. Because mm. I'll like I'll walk or I'll bike to the west side first, and then I'll run up. So it's a good, it's a nice little workout. It, and you're not running the marathon this year, right? No, I'm not. I was out injured for a few weeks, so I'm starting to like get back into training again. So I'm slowly building up my mileage again. Yeah, marathons have started. Right. Chicago, Chicago Marathon was last weekend. Boston Marathon was this week. There's a lot of triathlons going on. You know, um, things are getting back to somewhat normalcy from those perspectives. Good to see. I have not done a race yet. It's not because I wouldn't. I would. I don't feel like running a marathon right now. I'm just going out every day and just doing something for an hour. And if I can, like Bob, I'm like you, if I can lob on another 15 or 30 minutes on the elliptical while I'm working, I do it. I did it before this call, which is great. You know, probably can do that, you know, not, 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 not that many days a week, but I do it when I can. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to see some of these races coming back. I fear what happens to people when they go back to work. And I think that, you know, I think that we're going to be in a more flexible world where there is the ability to go back to work and still get your workouts in. Right. And still eat healthy. You know, when you go back to work, Bob, maybe you're going to be going to Kava, which I'm a huge fan of. I have a Kava out here. I still go to Kava because my bowl probably has 25 plants in it alone, you know, which is great. Dwayne, how are you doing? You do I have any questions, Dwayne, for Bob? Oh, no. Uh, I just like you said, man, good job, man. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, you know, wave as you, uh, you know, continue to lose weight. Uh, I'm doing pretty good myself. And uh, I've been trying to stay consistent. That's all. <laughs> good, man. Where, where's your weight these days? But now I weigh myself. I was 326. Okay. So you started uh, when we started maybe a year 340, ago. No, 350. No, no, no. I think you were 360, if I recall. Uh, <laughs> you okay. were, I have to go back and look. You were definitely high. You were high. Yeah, wait, kid, yeah. I was 362, 362. Right. So you're 325 now. Are you still training to play football or where's that at? Uh, okay. Well, um, now, um, well, if you see like all my workouts and stuff, uh, now, well, I, well even, even when I was hurt with my uh, Achilles, I still was working out. <laughs> yeah, you're still doing elliptical, but you weren't being stupid. You weren't like weren't making yourself worse, right? I see a lot yeah. of elliptical right now from you. It's great to see. Yeah, uh, now um, if you see now, also uh, I'm starting to do the treadmill now. So now my range of motion is starting to come back. Great. So um, I actually I had physical therapy today. Uh, my doctor, um, she said now you know after I had my um, but basically my routine is I come in, I ride the bike uh, for like 15 minutes. Uh, I get off the bike. Uh, she want me to do no. I do the bike now for seven minutes. Then I get off the bike. Then I do the treadmill for like ten minutes. Uh, she she want to see how um do my you know my Achilles respond to me you know doing the treadmill for the pounding you know see how I respond to that. Then uh did that. I do my you know my stretches. Uh, then once my stretches, then I do the stemming for twenty minutes. After my stemming, then uh she come in and do like a, uh, you know, my deep tissue massage on my Achilles. When, when do they think you're going to be able to start playing football again? Uh, well, I got time, you know, until next year of March. Right. And right now I, I already responded quicker than, you know, 
then I, you know, faster than she thought I was going to respond to healing. Uh, so um, she said like a month and a half to two months. Okay, good. So you hopefully be ready for the football season next year. Like I told you before, I was going to do because I'm trying to because, like I said, I was behind schedule on my Achilles healing. So right, uh, I wanted to focus on getting my Achilles back, so I get you know get back on the field. Are you back uh, out east, or are you still down in Texas? Oh no, I'm back home now. Okay, Um, it would be great to see you take that next surge, where you go from 325 down to 305. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that a, that will, yeah. that will take a much more work and more dedication. Probably you probably have to be a little bit better with the pillars. You know, you probably gotta probably gotta be a little better with eating, and probably gotta be a lot better with sleep. That's my guess. Yeah, yeah because you cool. you've owned kind of the three twenty five, three twenty six weight now for probably six months, right? Yeah, you've mm-hmm. maintained it. Um, so just something to think about. What like how are you thinking about it, and is it possible? What do you think you need to do to do it? Um, for one, like you said, definitely with the sleep. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> yeah. Um, now then, uh, with me doing my rehab and stuff, but I think, um, I just got to continue my eating habits. I a lot. Then I, when I was hurt at one point, I did slip up a lot when I got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I did slip up a lot. I ain't gonna lie. How much weight did you gain <laughs> back after that? Fool, like, like almost 10 pounds. 10 pounds. So you went back up to 335, 336. Now you've taken it back yeah. off. Good. Yeah. I, I know that before we worked together, you would have gained 30 pounds in a month, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah. So you didn't, so you <laughs> don't lie. It's, so you didn't give, you, you know, you haven't given everything back, which is great. And I'm glad to see you back down to 325. And, you know, I think you got to focus on your recovery now for your Achilles. You had a pretty, pretty major injury that knocked you out for the season, which was disappointing, yeah. but it's part of being an athlete. How old are you now? 29? Well, I, actually, I'd be 29 in December. December 11th. Okay. Okay. It's coming up. Getting getting old there. Yeah, I am. Getting old. Jeff, <laughs> old. how you doing? I'm good. Yeah, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, going out for one of the training runs. See how many miles I can get in tonight. All right. Um, but I'm Joe, good. Yeah. Joe's out for a run right now also. Are you so you're running the marathon? You want to let's talk about some of the marathons that have happened, Chicago and Boston. Have you heard anything about these marathons? And kind of like I haven't been able to do the research on how many people ran these races, how big they were, how big New York's going to be. You're usually pretty up on that stuff. Anything uh, you talked about there? I don't know. Um, I you know I've been kind of isolated. I finally went back to my running group. It had been two years, and I ran with them last night. Um, I. There are a couple of familiar faces, but what one guy said was that they were smaller than usual, but the elites, like the elite people who, you know, are like you, uh, basically ran uh, Chicago and Boston back to back. So there were a solid group where there were hundreds or thousands that basically were like, they're in shape and they're going to go do it. So they literally finished Chicago, got on a plane and went to Boston and ran Boston. And then... There was another guy there last night, and he just ran Berlin. Berlin, he said, was a mess, uh, not by the number of people, but by there was no Gatorade. There was no support. There was just – it was a mess. Why um, is that? So because said, of he, COVID? I don't know. He didn't, he didn't get into it. I mean, we were doing 200-meter repeats, and, you know, nice. during the jog back, we talked briefly. But, yeah, so he, but he basically said it was a mess, but he wasn't discouraged because he's going to do – Paris, uh, I guess in a week or two. So, um, so there are a lot of people, they're back, you know, I mean, what I would say is that if you want to run, there are races to run and places to go run in, you know, so no doubt that goes for, that goes for triathlons too. So you're running New York. Was it November 7th this year? November 7th, uh, the day after it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. I mean, it's a week later than usual. Right. Um, it was always the first Sunday in, in November, and that's the first Sunday in November. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, the other thing is, I don't know how you, the Wisconsin football schedules it, but like seven years ago, they scheduled Rutgers the day before, you know, the marathon, and they've done it once again. So I'm like, do I go to the game? Do I not go to the game? <laughs> it's in New Jersey, so we'll the game? See. Yeah, it's in you, New Jersey. As bad as our Badgers are, you go. That's my opinion. Well, but, uh, I go as long as it's not raining or snowing. That's basically my thing is, and I'll yeah. figure out day of because that last time it snowed. But you know, I'm not gonna be. I'm not fast. 
I thank you for your strength exercises because I did was able to pick those back up again once Great. or twice a week. Um, my weights, eh, you know, it's more than I want to be. But, you know, I ran last night. I did the 200s. And, you know me, I'm not fast. But the coaches that were there were like, yeah, that, you're doing pretty well for not having any, you know, training, quote, unquote, or coach training for the last 20 weeks. So I was happy. I was happy to hear that. So you're in Brooklyn? I'm in Brooklyn. We're not in South Carolina. We're in Brooklyn since end of middle uh, middle September. Yeah. And how, how's your weight? Where's your weight these days? Uh, I got on the scale this morning. It was two oh seven. Okay, so that's not uh, horrible. I mean, you were happy to be sub two hundred for the first time in a while, say three months ago. So. Yes. And yeah. I'd like to be back there for the marathon, but we'll see. I feel I feel better. Like I I'll tell you straight up. Like I can run long, and I'm comfortable running but I just not fast and I'm not tired. Right. And I'm not tired. Like, so I finished my 20, I was finished as strong. Um, and then I ran 12 so this weekend. I finished strong. So I feel good. Um, but I'm just low. If that makes any sense to you. It does. It does make sense. And I, uh, you know, I think that the, the act of doing what you're doing, I mean, you've done what 20 of these in a row, 20 New York city marathons in a row. How many is it? To be 21. Yeah. <laughs> 21. So, I mean, it's the act of the accomplishment in my mind and health. Right. And so, you know, whatever's get, you know what you were doing before when you got down to 199, it, although you might not be in the same environment to be able to do that. I think you were by yourself at the time and it was COVID and you were able to just be really yeah. good. You know, you have to figure out how much of uh, that you can get back to that's realistic and um, yep. anything particularly that's getting in your way. Uh, we were talking about weight loss earlier today and, um, you know, one of the guys lost 35 pounds in three months. Wow. How Bob, what he is, just, what, what, he, he got back to, um, really 80% unprocessed food and he was exercising four days a week, five days a week, just doing what he loves. So that enabled him to stay consistent. But for him, he would say, Bill, correct me, but I think he would attribute almost all of it to food. Yeah, he said 100%, even though he's working out four or five times a day. And his a, week, view was, a, day, a week, yeah. His view was, and he's always said this since I've known him, when I was coaching him, keep in touch with him after he's been joining this call a long time. Good, good begets good, right? So for him, if he can eat well, and then he's going to exercise and get the routine going, he feels good and he can just maintain it, right? And so I think that's been something that's great, but he looks amazing. He's as low as he's been in a long time, and he's just being consistent, and he's got a good routine going and he's sticking to it. And that's, that's key. Well, now where, but where, where'd you get that routine? Like, did you send him, this is the routine, well, you he, know, for no, your he, three meals a day, whatever. No, he's taken, well, he, he really believes in the unprocessed food. He'd said probably I'm 80% unprocessed. He's not a label. He's not a vegan, a vegetarian, a keto person, a paleo person. He's just eating, you know, like if he's eating fish or meat, it's unpro. It's like no pesticides, no antibiotics, you know, and, and he's just eating lots of fiber. He's eating lots of plants and he's focused on, you know, I've, he's heard me say, you know, food diversity, try and get 30 plants a week into your body. He said he's probably getting 20 into his body. Right. But he's just really focused on, you know, being good with food. And then he's exercising. He's focused on his moving throughout the day. I think he's a pretty good sleeper and he's just, he's doing what he needs to do to have great results. And when he's falling down, he's not letting himself fall down very long. He sounds like he's, he's watching the portion control to uh, the portion sizes. So he's using smaller plates. Yeah. He said, he, he said, even, uh, you can even put on, if you're even eating healthy stuff, I, you'll put on weight if you eat too much of it. That's me. I do that all the time. Well, if I was to look at what is healthy, I might, I might slightly disagree with that. There's a guy that uh, Joel Furman that has a great book called eat to live. And by the way, if you want to listen to or read a great book, Dave Grohl just came out with a book called storytelling, which I just finished. It is a great book. And if you are an audio guy, he reads it. So uh, it's great. His, him as the narrator, it's very interesting, but you know, Joel Furman, if he was on this call and he says it in his book, would say, you can eat as much as you want of unprocessed food. You're not going to gain weight, right? Like if it's truly fully unprocessed vegetables, you know, fruits and things, I find that to be true of me. If you guys saw the amount of food I eat a day, you would be shocked. I eat a ton, right? Um, but for him, I agree. That's what he said. And that's what's working for him, right? So, um, but, you know. Well, now, what source would you go to? Like, you know, look. What, what source would you go to? Because I, you know, I gotta be honest with you. I went back to your, um, 
strength leg stuff. And I looked at the Peloton stuff, whatever. And I'm like, okay, so I have a decent routine with it. And I've been searching the web for, all right, let me get a routine for eating healthier, better, right? Where it's like, you know, I mean, it'd be great if somebody could say, okay, get this at Trader Joe's, this at Whole Foods, this at your regular supermarket. And here are your, you know, here are your seven core meals for the week. And here's your other 21, whatever. I'm just looking for guidance. So if somebody had a cheat sheet, let me know. Yeah, I, I, I think that uh, for me, um, it starts with not being too busy, actually. If I am too busy, then I can't allocate enough of my time to eating healthy, right? I got to pick up something on the run. I make a mistake and just put something in the oven that's quick, you know, whereas when I am not too busy and I allocate, you know, an extra 15 to 30 minutes a day to make my food, to go food shopping, to get the healthier stuff, then... I have a you know group of foods that I love to eat that I know are healthy that have lots of phytonutrients and lots of different plants and that's what I do and for me like I eat a lot of the same meals like my meals are like I am eating that oatmeal pretty much every day because I love it and I know that for me when I eat the oatmeal with the five fruits and the ground flaxseed that I'm just healthier so even like today, I didn't, I haven't, I don't have right now anything in the fridge where I make four or five days of that. Usually I do that right now. I don't have any in the last two days. I've like, after a run in the morning, I've come back and I've just made it on the fly. Right. Uh, that requires more work for me. And that requires me to have 15 minutes to be able to do it. You know what I mean? It requires me to have a bunch of frozen fruit in the freezer where I can put it in warm it up and just cook some, warm up some oatmeal in the microwave and kind of just put it all together. And, you know, that's good enough for me. So for me, it's about not being too busy. If I'm too busy, that stuff falls by the wayside right away. And I just don't eat as healthy. Right. And, you know, Jeff, you got to find my advice is you got to find things that you love to eat that you can make pretty quickly that are healthy for, you know, for me, I went to Kava yesterday and I had leftovers, right? And uh, my Kava bowl had splendid greens and a bunch of other healthy, like unprocessed stuff. And I love it. You know what I mean? And so that's what I eat. And I had some leftover today and I cut, I I put a bunch of a handful of power greens from Trader Joe's in it today and I cut an avocado in there and I had a healthy meal. Sometimes if I don't have time to make stuff, I've been going Chipotle and I've been getting like a, like a, like a veggie bowl where I'll do, I will do some brown rice and I'll do, um, you know, I don't like the peppers there, but I do, uh, I usually do some sort of guacamole and I do corn and beans. I usually get both type of beans. I have them add extra beans and, you know, they, they do lettuce and, and I love it, you know? So, um, those are, and, and Kava is my other go-to. So I have a couple of places that I go to consistently and, you know, Jeff, my guess for you is that you are busy, busy, busy all the time. And if you just figured out how to allocate yourself, hey, Charlie, how you doing? Can you mute for a second? A little loud there. Um, And we'll bring you up in a second. Take care, Bill. Good to see you. But my guess for you um, is that if you use use this tenant of trying to allocate yourself more time for food and then actually eat the healthier foods that you love, you, you, you know, that would go a long way to helping you lose weight. And I think that's what you were doing when you did go sub 200. For me, I have staples that I eat every day. It's potatoes or sweet potatoes, avocados, you know, beans and corn. Like I have a bunch of stuff. I just throw in a bowl and I eat it and I love it. And it's always different. I had some, I had some salt, you know, what's your reaction to all that commentary? No, I, you're right. I'm busy, busy, busy. Uh, I've taken the time to go back at least when I, you know, to go to Trader Joe's and get some pre-made salad, salads. I won't use their dressing for the three times the killer can take I the salad itself. Um, and then I'll add some, you know, organic chicken in there or some guac or um, their other healthy stuff. So I'm doing that, but I just wonder. And then now I bought the biggest sweet potatoes and want to make a thing in the slow cooker you know like yeah uh, sweet potatoes some quinoa and some black beans and some chicken and throw it in there but yeah so i'm, I'm trying to get there I'm just wondering i'm just wondering i just find it easier when there's a when there's a plan right um and i've been searching for a plan and, and getting a good routine and it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be better right now right it just has to be the first day i'm doing my oatmeal in the morning my flaxseed and my and my fruits you know i got that pretty much nailed down um every day so that's what i'm Every day. I mean, good. if I don't have the fruit, 
if I don't have the fruit, then it's, you know, a mixture of nuts, you know, that's about, you know. Okay. I would want, I would, I would want those to be raw without oil. I find it very hard to lose weight when I eat uh, nuts that have oil in them I just, because they're Good usually they're, they're, they're cooked and heated up with oils that aren't that healthy for us. And our body doesn't react that well to oils. So if you can do raw, I always put some um, sliced almonds and some pecans and some cinnamon in my oatmeal plus five plus four also. But like you, we can sit here and we can say you want to plan, you know, you want to follow something. But what I find and it's I have the same methodology for most people I coach when I recommend workouts every day is nobody ever follows what I say, anything. Uh, nobody ever follows what I say every day anyway. And if one day is off, they're all off. So what I think that your mindset should be is I'm doing great with breakfast. Great. That's huge, by the way. Uh, I only have two other meals and some snacks I need to do well with. And I need to make sure that I am not busy enough that I have time to make myself healthy food. You know what I mean? And that is the focus. I don't do any salad dressings or anything because most of those things have added sugar high fructose corn syrup or i don't do well with weight loss with oils and i don't feel good uh with oils so like i use avocado and salt and sweet potatoes in most of my bowls that i mix up you know and beans so i don't use any um dressings i may squeeze a a lemon or a uh, orange or some pineapple across my foods if i have a bunch of salads in there um but that's what my advice would be. It does take another level. It's, it can't be just that like, I, I, you know, I'm, I gained a bunch of weight and there is a reason, you know what I mean? And I suspect knowing you that if you just get yourself less busy and give, allocate yourself a little more time, because I found this for myself over the last three months. Whereas when I was too busy and I wasn't allocating enough time to make my food, I just wasn't eating as healthy. And I went through a stretch where I was probably doing 60 to 60 to 80% on process. And for me, that's, that's bad for me. Right. So I was like, well, what do I need to do to get back to being feeling better? And, you know, for me, it was time management and planning. Yep. No, I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, one last thing that I thought of you on my uh, long run, my heart rate dropped below where I want it to be. Like I was running pretty smoothly, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't go faster. I couldn't, and I couldn't get my heart rate up. What is that about? What, do you think your heart rate was uh, reading accurately on your watch? Yeah, I mean, it was in the, instead of being in the high 120s, low 130s, it was stuck in the 100s. I'm like, come on. Like, were you, were you, you know, actually running? And one, yeah, I was doing my normal pace. And I'm like, what is going on? And like, I just couldn't, pardon the expression, I couldn't get it up. I was like, what's going on? And so I just thought maybe you would know what was possibly going on there. Yeah, my guess is that your heart rate wasn't accurate. Uh, I mean, particularly w- at what point of your run, how long were you into your run when that happened? Uh, I was probably halfway at 10, 11 miles, 12 miles. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely at 10 or 11 miles that your heart rate's going to be 110 to 120 unless, you, in, unless you're walking. And I suspect your pace was faster than walking. So my guess is it wasn't accurate. The only other thing it could be is that you're just in really, really good aerobic shape and your heart rate was lower. Right. But if that's an abnormal blip, it's probably your heart rate wasn't accurate. And this happens with these watches. These watches are not perfect and they're not 100 percent accurate all the time. Joe's out there for a run right now, and he would definitely attest to that. Joe. (laughs) I need to put Joe's heart rate up. Um, (laughs) It sounds sounds inaccurate to me. All right. Charlie, how you doing? Good to see you join. I have about six minutes before I have to drop. So would love to hear from you a little bit. And, you know, how are you? Very well, Jim. Good. Good to hear your voice. You want to talk about anything health related? Yes. uh, My son and I both have been diagnosed, me longer than him, with uh, abnormally high and unhealthy triglycerides. And so his mother and I are taking this new situation my new living situation is an opportunity. So we have more energy to do that now. I've been referred to a cardiac unit to, uh, to weigh in on the triglycerides, which don't seem to be affected by medication. My son is 11, and uh, he should not have abnormally high triglycerides. And so we're working, we're going to take uh, 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 an aggressive approach to this. Okay, good, good, good to good to hear that uh, you're going to take it seriously. Let's talk about. Uh, he's 11. What what are his dimensions? How tall is he, and what does he weigh? Um, 
I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to guess. Let's let's say, well, he sits in the front seat now. So let's say 410, and I'm not sure of his weight, but uh, he has a similar body shape to me. Is he overweight? Uh, not by the standard medical definition, but he's on the high end of normal. Do you know, do you happen to know ish what percent of uh, weight he's in for his age? Uh, 95. Okay. So what do you think, why do you think his weight is higher? I mean, there's going to be a, I think genetics are probably 20%. What is the other 80%? Um, he learned at a very young age to like junk food and soda. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> what's interesting about that, though, is if we can eat some healthy foods, uh, you know, we can negate a lot of the damage we do. I read somewhere once that, you know, if you have an orange after eating like really unhealthy food, that actually might help negate some of it. So sometimes I'll do that. But I think that uh, for you and your son getting back to this, you weren't on a call uh, that we had earlier. I'm going to podcast this out. And so you can listen to Bob, who was on. He lost 35 pounds in three months. And it was really getting back to the tenets of food and he was eating a lot of unprocessed food that means that we do need to eat fruits vegetables nuts and seeds that have nothing added to them right i think it's really hard with an 11 year old kid i know having 15 year old and 13 year olds uh but there are other things right like if you do have a device for him and we can start to look at his movements a lot of kids at that age are playing a lot of boys particularly playing lots of video games and they're not getting up and they're not moving around we need to do that. If he's not playing a sport, then maybe we got to think about how to get him some exercise, right? It's fascinating that his triglycerides are already high. Was that as part of a standard check? Because I don't think 11-year-olds usually have their blood drawn for a standard check. Did something happen that made you have to check his cholesterol levels and triglycerides? I am unsure because his mother takes care of most of that. Right. However, he uh, having a doctor tell him that there's something wrong seems to have hit a nerve with him. So he is more open to making a change. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but he, he seems more open. That's right. I think it's about trying to get to as holistic living as you can. Right. And so for an 11 year old kid, you know, uh, you know, I think of my kids in New York City, they were getting a heck of a lot more movement in New York City than we get in California. So we have to find expeditions to get them to move even here. Right now they're back in school full time. So they're moving around a lot more. It might be that you've got to figure out how to get him out and move him. Right. Uh, how is he sleeping? He sleeps like a, he sleeps like a rock every night. Oh my God. He's been so easy in that respect. How many hours um, is he sleeping? It used to be 10. Now it's closer to eight, eight and a half, nine. Fine. Okay. So I'll let a doctor tell you if that's enough, but I know my kids have rarely gotten eight the most of their lives. So it's probably going to come down to, as we talked earlier with Bob, food, food, food. Right. And so. You know, if you can get him going on some oatmeal cooked in water and you get some fruits going in the morning, a little cinnamon, give him, you know, my kids every morning, I make them uh, like a uh, usually three or four different fruits that I make them eat every morning. They don't do it with oatmeal. So it's usually red grapes. Maybe it's kiwi. It's usually banana, strawberries, blueberries, mango. I just change it up. I think it's yes. really important to get some fruits into your son every day. And he does prefer fruits to vegetables, and so for the time being, I can accept that. I'm not talking about the fruits in a cup. I'm talking about real raw fruit that's going to require you um, and his mom to spend the time to make. You know what I mean? No, sir. We don't do fruit in a cup. Good. Good. Um, what were his triglyceride cholesterol levels? I am unsure, but I could check on that and get back to you the next time that we touch base. Please, let's do that. Maybe join next week, and we can talk about that. You know, uh, you did get him a wearable device. Which one did you get for him? The same one that you recommended uh, that your daughter's had. Uh, it's the a Garmin Fitbit. wristband. Is it the Fitbit or the Garmin? I think it's a Garmin, but I don't know. The only way I would know, and Charlie, we can we can do this offline if you want, but I don't remember if we ever created an account for him on my app and linked it up. Um, you know, um, but we could think about doing that. I gave his mom directions on that, and she just didn't follow through. She wasn't there. Well, if we want something, sometimes we got to do it, right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, if he's 11 years old and has high triglycerides and high cholesterol, it's time to pay attention to that, you know? Correct. Otherwise, it's going to be chronic in his life. And for you also, right? You are going to have different reasons for it. And, you know, let's keep having you come back every week. And if there's anything I can do on the side, let me know. Very good. Let's do it that way, Jim. 
All right, guys, I got to go. Does anybody else have anything else to say before we drop here? Ciao. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, everybody. All right, thanks. Jeff, anything? Yeah. No, let's do this again soon. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to I'm going to start Thank to do this regularly again. Okay. So let's do it. Okay. Dwayne, okay. anything yeah, else? Good. All right. Good, man. Uh, no, gym right now. <laughs> good. Proud of you. Keep it up. Let's try and push to lose some more weight, Dwayne. All right. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Take care. Bye. <laughs>